0: Hello, and thank you for tuning in to Scale-Up Africa's Ignite Insights. My name is Olivia. And I'm Amma, and we're going to be covering a whole lot in terms of corporate innovation, entrepreneurship, and engagement with our community of top African leaders and entrepreneurs and investors throughout the series. Absolutely. So tune in, subscribe, and follow us for the next couple of months when we share all this great insights with you.
1: Good morning, Ehi, how are you? Very well, thank you. It's good to and see you on here. Very happy to be here. Great, Adjusting great, the great, camera a bit. Great. My name is Ehi, I'm from ClearSpace Labs. We uh, take on important challenges. We, we try to improve the lives of people using advances in technology. And uh, we, we explore the intersection between current trends and emerging technology and its impact on everyday life and how we could improve everyday life using technologies Um, collaborate with lots of companies um, and uh, try to figure out new ways of achieving impact
0: great 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 so tell us a bit more about your COVID journey like what 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 has your business looked like in terms of you know technologies coming out of africa and serving a global marketplace in in a pandemic
1: so the COVID journeys. I think the first, um, the first or the first shock was, to a great, to a greater extent, uh, nobody being sure what to do. And I think very clearly, it was important to establish that the way to get out of this was to lead by values. So there's no grand design. There's no plan. There's no um, everything. Is extremely uncertain it's um typical uh, vodka environment uh, volatile uncertain complex ambiguous, and, and um, the only things which sort of stood true are values so take care of your people, take care of your customers, um, cut your costs, and uh, explore your opportunities so go back to the basics of of um what's what's core what's central what's what's at the focus and let that drive everything else mm. so we, we did exactly that um and tried to execute on making sure that across our business and across our portfolio we stuck with how are people doing what's uh what's how do we make sure that they're safe they're protected and as much as possible we don't lose any jobs i'm happy to say we kept everyone Oh, fantastic um, so we we, we we shut down office space we reorganized the company whatever it is but we kept the people which was
0: okay
1: great. um which is important and then uh focus on different segments obviously healthcare became sort of top priority and we've been working in healthcare for the last two years so um
0: on the continent or abroad you've been serving global on, on global the so tell us a bit more about what that's looking like at the moment. What what are your the opportunities beyond? Of course, healthcare is one that's come up. Food security is obviously top of the list as well. Uh, but what are the what are the opportunities you've seen um, in terms of the skill sets that you guys? What was, what
1: was what was obvious was universal access to healthcare was not available, and um, obviously big problem. And then second to, second was the pulling together of resources. So. Um, where resources needed the most and how do we make them available. And that path um, led us down a a project with one of the leading private hospitals and the only, um, at the time, private uh, testing facility for COVID-19 to scale the scope of uh, a platform we've been working on to better facilitate access to healthcare um, via the internet and make it as... Universally um, affordable as possible, so um, it's again the application of technology to what we thought was an important, pertinent problem. And so, um, yeah, that that's that was that was our response.
0: Okay, and what, what what do you what do you identify as the biggest opportunities for tech companies for the tech industry in Africa at the moment?
1: Well, there's obviously the it used to be the digitization, but it's actually the virtualization, which is a slightly different, it's a subtle but important shift. Mm. So digitization is making everything digital. Virtualization is the idea that there is a combination of what is real and what is virtual, and there is an interconnection. So it's, it's remote access Um, and physical access at the same time. And so we're seeing these, we all, everyone's having to figure out how you bridge a real world and a virtual world. So it's no longer just a digitization of um, assets. It's now a a real, it's now a virtualization of the world. So it's a lot of connected things working in a new space. Um, and how that is affecting everything. So there's a virtualization of work, there's a virtualization of healthcare, there's the virtualization of, um, of uh, employment, there's virtualization of church, there's virtualization of family. I mean, everything is, you, you have this new emerging world which is connected with its own money um, its own spaces, its own protocols, and you're seeing this trend across board. So it's the biggest opportunity is the virtualization of everything.
0: So how, how do you, you know, everyone's talking about tech and, you know, you're talking about virtualization, digitalization is high on the agenda. Um, but what do you feel Africa needs to do? to make sure that we get the adoption of, you know, of course, data is expensive. You know, there are a lot of limitations on the infrastructure side. What would you say would be your advice on on improving the uptake of digital and virtual tools, whether it's from education to healthcare to, you know, every walk of life?
1: Africa is the ultimate economic man. It's it rationalizes absolutely. um, And the things that don't make sense don't make sense. So anything you're going to do in, in Africa, is it's, it's either got to make sense or it's not going to fly. And the, the, it, there is no big stroke. There's no one size fits all. There is no silver bullet. We have to do this. And if we do this, um, everything's going to be fine. That, that's not going to happen. But we do have a real problem with skill. And the fact that with the advances in technology, there is a skill deficit in the virtual world. So um, the there is a this significant work needs to be done in getting people to participate in a new economy. Because as you find that the virtualization, a virtualization of almost everything, people are going to need to um, adopt and learn new skills. Uh, so at the base level we have a fundamental skill problem and a skill deficit and i think that's if there's one thing that needs to be tackled across industries um this would be my my first how do we how do we get or how do we improve the quality of skill set
0: are you in that space at all when the education space and skills development space
1: not at all. Not um, we, 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 at the early days of exploring a project on the applications of AI in skill set matching, um, what we'd call precision learning. So you have that. There's lots of curated um, learning and training content like you have with things like Udemy and yeah. Coursera and, and there is demand. There is uh, companies who need specific skills. And then there's obviously an uh, unemployed population. But there isn't quite yet a way to match the unemployed population with the skills needed to get them employed. And so we're in some very early days of research on how AI could better um, help identify the, the top skills which organizations need and match them into real-world training, um, which we hope would um, ultimately improve um, people's ability to be trained and to, to to get that. So very early, very, very early-stage work. Um, we'll be watching point. the space then.
0: We'll definitely be watching that space because that's yes, definitely that's a
1: requirement. Yes, yeah, so it's something definitely to, to look forward to. So, So that's one. And then, obviously, there is um, this healthcare, which we think is 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 really important now. And the problems of healthcare are complex. Um, it's a whole ecosystem, which spans multiple industries, from finance um, to government, legal, regulatory, supply mm-hmm. chain, manufacturing, and service delivery across board. And we um, the 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 complexity of that industry means that you need strong alliances, and healthcare is a top priority. It's a complex industry; multiple parts to be bridged, and so um, to scale up on something like healthcare um, would, for us, I think you you need to sort of approach a collaborative partnership. Um, Way to, to getting these things done because it's 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 too big for any one company or any one individual to, to go to go okay. after, but there needs to be simpler access. Um, there needs to be cheaper access, and um, we, we think that uh, with the right tools and infrastructure in place, it's possible.
0: The right tools and infrastructure so talking about infrastructure. What 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 would you say to the president of the world, <laughs> the president of Africa? In terms of, you know, improving infrastructure for, for yeah, for the masses to, to adopt technology, for tech entrepreneurs like yourselves to be able to scale your businesses uh, in a more conducive manner? What would you say? would Again, no broad strokes, I get it, you know, totally. But what, what would your top three or four things be to actually tackle the infrastructure deficit?
1: So we we need to think really broad. I mean, uh, 5G is definitely worth looking at at this point in time. It's looking very good. Um, But I would even suggest um, we should probably be thinking more satellites than ground-based because um, laying infrastructure is expensive, it's difficult, it's hard, and it's prone to being broken. And so, um, yes, you need some sort of uh, revolutionary ideas like what Tesla's doing with uh, SpaceX is yeah, doing SpaceX. with Starlink,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, group of satellites, or Google with Loon. Um, I, I think you need we need some broad infrastructure st- strokes which give us blanket coverage and enable us to um, operate without the limitations of physical barriers. That's one. We need access to inter-regional trade. So this is a big thing. Um, Africa needs to trade more with Africa and the barriers it's unbelievable. The barriers to making this happen. It's yeah, yeah. ridiculous. It's, um, it's, it's, it's just, uh, it's unreal. So, um, you have a huge billion people market with no ability for them to trade and move things about um, and I think these are huge 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 infrastructure deficits which at a uh, um, continental level need need to be addressed
0: you're not too confident about the free trade agreement as it looks right now no no there's a lot of detail a lot of detail to be ironed out
1: yeah I, I don't think it's um I think it needs entrepreneurs it doesn't need governments I think it needs entrepreneurs i think we we need um i think there's a there's technology infrastructure which can make it happen um but we need very we need very simple things we need uh, a, a cryptocurrency registry to allow people to trade con- currencies across um, different countries in a simple transparent easy manner mm-hmm. um, we need simpler taxes so that goods bought in one. We are not too worried about people traveling anymore. That's, um, virtualization of, of economy says trade can be done without moving. That's not the problem. Goods still need to move. And, um, for that to happen, um, you, you need the infrastructure to do settlements. You need the infrastructure to check the integrity of the transactions. And, um, I think that if, if we had to say what's an agenda, you would, Alibaba and eBay have done more for China trade than um, governments and government. Free trade agreements. Mm. So you, you can you create the sort of environments which allow transactions and things like that to happen across borders simply, easily? Again, is that something
0: you guys are looking at? Is that is that is that area something that you you, you might be dabbling into? In
1: the future? Uh, yeah, well, yes, yeah, it's exploring. It's, um, know, but it's a heavy lift. It's a heavy, heavy, heavy lift. Isn't that? Yeah, right. it's um yes. We we have we we still have a few tricks in the bag. So okay, okay. okay. Watch the space. Um, watch the space. Yeah, we still have a few tricks in the bag, so we'll see.
0: Okay, okay.
1: Wishing you well with that
0: because we need you. We need this. We, we need these solutions. Um, and what would you say to uh, corporations? You know, we've we, we've seen a lot of um, corporate innovation centers popping up all over the world. Um, what would you say to to corporates and boards in terms of uh, supporting the ecosystem through procurement policies and, and stuff like that?
1: Right. Um, so look, the innovation is a is a is a tricky thing um, what's going to happen is someone is going to eat your lunch and um, it's either you do it yourself or someone else does it and so um, I'd highly advise and recommend that every large corporation dedicates a significant amount of their budget towards um, innovation and incubation and setting up um, sort of Teams which are almost slightly separate from, from themselves. With them. I mean, this this rhetoric has been heard millions of times before, and yeah, nobody ever listens, and it still keeps yeah. happening.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. But you you need that sort of uh, young innovation team which takes a radical view of the world, and the reason is that the world changes. Okay. So we now have, interestingly, we now have a Facebook generation. We have a WhatsApp generation. Sorry, we have a Facebook generation. We have an Instagram generation. Yeah. And we have a TikTok generation. Yeah, yeah. Unbelievable. All within such a short period of time. Like, All within a sh- short period yeah, of time. Yeah. And their behaviors, engagements, and interactions are completely totally different. different. So you, you Facebook folks seem like grandpas now.
0: Exactly. We, we do. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm with the TikTok generation. Oh, really? You're <laughs> down with it. You're down with the kids. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. So you, you have such huge um, generational signals which are, which are amplified through technology that it's extremely difficult to understand why and how they're purchasing and what's driving those purchases and what's driving their behavior and their interactions? We know the needs are the same. People still need the basics clothing, food, healthcare, whatever. But the behaviors are different. And the risk to any organization, at least the ones who are thinking long term, is, is that change, is that with, with each of these shifts, um, what's, what are the new rules? And the same thing keeps happening. It happened over and over and over again. It keep, keep 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 happening. Um, mm-hmm. So how do you how do you insulate and protect yourself in that space? And I think that the core of that is down to creating as a habit innovation as a habit, not as when a crisis panic get everybody in the room. Let's think yeah. about this. No, it's how do we sustain a culture which creates new stuff, which is responding to the market needs and, um, or fund people who are doing that. So one of the two, it's either you you put, put aside some money to fund the support this, or you, um, or you create an in-house innovation team. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, really important, um, really important things to continue in this time.
0: My final question is this. So, you know, we, we talk about tech, we're in this lovely bubble. We live in the cities of Africa, Kigali, Lagos, Accra. We're all plugged in, TikTok, Facebook, Insta, like we're all plugged in, but the masses are in a very different situation. So there, there is a school of thought that says, you know, why all this focus on technology? You know, the most people across Africa will not be plugged into all this kind of tech, high tech stuff. Let's, let's, let's deal with low tech solutions, forget all this emergent technology stuff. What would you say to them? Rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: well, so you, you you follow the money. You 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 have to absolutely follow the money, and the money now is in mobile money. Mm. So you you have that. There is a friction between need and access, and you have that the the that that friction is being removed or the barriers to transactions are being removed by things like mobile money now that's the first layer so once you have that you now have um that your money has been digitized the question is how are they buying services and how are they accessing those services like i said africa is purely rational it doesn't it's not going to do anything because it likes or it's fancy or it's whatever it is it's going to do stuff because it makes economic sense
0: right it's essential right
1: It's essential, and it's cheaper to transact with mobile money than it is to deal with a bank. So you have that the biggest lenders today are telco companies. Um, Mm. So they're they're aggregating the base, and they're aggregating um, significant amount of revenue, and it's only a question because that cycle goes upwards. So these people now have access to transactions. The question now is... Will that access translate into better education? So will you have that the skills deficit, which we've talked about now, because they now have access to money. So I'm sitting in my village. I'm going to school. My parents have mobile money. Can education get to me in a manner which allows me significantly earn and stay in my village? You know, is that, yeah. is that a, a new opportunity, a new reality? that I don't need to travel anywhere to suddenly move my income barrier through knowledge. Um, so you have that. They're setting things, they're setting significant problems which technology will absolutely just obliterate um, with, with obviously with the right set of things around it. And I think that's the other angle to 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 think through. So, what's what's the real need? And if we could start with the essentials, you know. um, For example, take things like building houses. Okay. Um, Are there newer materials? Are there newer technologies? Um, We've been involved with a project which uh, looks at the restoration of. Um, fish reefs, artificial fish reefs across the West Africa coast. I
0: remember we talked about this, yeah. yeah.
1: Yes, um, and it's high-tech, high-tech. It's, it's taking plastics and cements and 3D printing them into artificial reefs, which, um, which are driven by a massive amount of computing power um, and help us predict the yield of fish stocks from a reef design, um, but it has significant impact on everyday life. I mean, yeah. the fishing uh, communities, the coastal community, community yeah. etc. Yeah. So um, there is a place for high tech. The challenge is how is it deployed? Mm. Um, I'm not so convinced about consumer facing high tech. Okay. In Africa. Yeah. I think that its applications are limited in many areas it will be down to the basic services. And if those services are easier to achieve, nobody, there was no real, um, the smartphone moved from being a luxury device
0: to being a mass
1: market device and essential in a few years, um, and more so in Africa. Um, and I think that anything which delivers value at the consumer level would do that. But at a business level, we're going to see obviously a significant um, amount of change and shift on the B2B side. And you have these huge technology interventions which will make a difference at um, at a fundamental level where the if if the target is, is very clearly defined. And so I think it actually calls for bolder bets on high tech. Mm. um but with a b2b focus basically with a, with a b2B focus yeah. and a knock-on effect on uh, on, on the consumer landscape yeah, I understand okay. So more technology not less. <laughs>
0: okay. I'm not surprised by your answer of course. <laughs> <laughs> okay and and I said my last one was my final question but what would you your, your top tips be for entrepreneurs that are looking to seriously scale up their businesses across across locations on the continent and globally?
1: Talk to lots of people. So the 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 real challenge we have is not being able to validate our own ideas, or not being able not being close enough to the problems to have a, a good chance of making a difference. So I think the number one tip is just talk to loads of people. You'll get good feedback. You'll get bad feedback. You some will tell you stuff, but you need to have loads of conversations um on and, and that um and and really keep it simple um yeah. just focus on on what creates money money is a is the scoring system it, it represents that you're creating value which people find useful and so um stick with that it's hard it's tough if it was easy everybody would be doing it yeah um but um we, we absolutely have to focus there
0: Okay. I have so many questions for you. I could go on and talk to you all day because I, I had a question pop into my mind about, of course, AI, everyone's talking about AI, but how do we how do we create AI infrastructure for more businesses? You know, because we, we're talking about B2B, you know, AI seems very, it's, it's still very real because everyone's talking about it, but it's very abstract. Because very esoteric. People. Yeah. So, so what would you say to kind of, again, you know, increasing um, the availability of, AI services or, you know, p- providers who can integrate into real businesses to help enable them to scale and also to obviously solve bigger problems that are, that are more efficient, in a more efficient way?
1: So all the major telcos at the moment are using AI in multiple ways. So Vodafone um, launched a chatbot which does their customer service. Yeah, And we're seeing chatbots which are selling insurance, we're seeing chatbots in healthcare, we're seeing chatbots in customer service. Um, so that that's one level. Um, we're seeing AI on the back end fighting fraud. So especially in things like mobile money, you have that And from the big business point of view. So we're, I think we're going to see a cascading downwards. The, the early adopters are big businesses where this sort of technology will make a significant difference in their revenues. Mm. So these are the first guys to go for it and say, hey, um, you know, this one, this if I can cut my the fraud on mobile money from four percent to one percent, it's millions of dollars saved. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Um, if I can uh, cut my customer service costs by X Y Z Y delivering a service, so they will they will sort of be early adopters, refine the technology. But you're a small business. You're starting out. You're one man everything. Yeah, you need to be your own customer service. You need to be your own um, accountant.
0: accountant,
1: yeah, marketer, Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. and this is where technology c- comes in because with the right solutions it actually amplifies what you can do. Um, so you you can have a little AI chatbot taking care of your customer service, one doing your accounting, one doing your this, that in, in ways which don't feel like that. So it, yeah,
0: exactly. It's very personable. Yeah.
1: Very personable, very intuitive. Yeah. It's a, it's yeah. a service. You do this, you do that. So I think that's the entrepreneurial opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, AI is like the internet. It's an enabler. It's not a thing in of itself. Right. It's, it's going to have impact across several different industries, fundamental groundbreaking shifting impact. So far, we've just used it to make ourselves look nicer in Zoom calls and on TikTok <laughs> videos and Instagram. Right. But even that in itself is it's amazing because you you have that all these uh, filters and screens uh, on the lighter side of things are uh, making people find husbands, which very- <laughs> that's a really uh, a very good example. <laughs> very yes. really- mass yeah. mass yeah. impact of AI on. The finding of spouses. A really important love life. Problem. Yes. And people's yeah. love life. But it's Very, just
0: a real problem to, to solve, actually. A real, um,
1: real, real, real problem to solve.
0: Saving hearts and minds. Yeah, exactly. There yeah. you go. <laughs> hey, thank you so, so much for your time. Pleasure's mine. It's been good to have a chat with you. And uh, yeah, let's see what we can do to help more of our entrepreneurs that are ready to grow to really do so. And uh, yeah, we'll talk to you soon.
1: And thanks for, for having us and thinking of us and, um, and doing all the stuff you do. I mean, um, we, we have significant deficits when it comes to growing our businesses and engaging. And yeah. it's important for folks like you who, um, who make it possible. So we're truly thankful. Thank you, Ehi. We really appreciate the
0: feedback. And uh, yeah, let's talk soon.